But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. Uh, It's been a while. Uh, It's been a while. Um, I am Cody Ryan. As always, I'm your host. I'm here with my co-host, uh, Bobby Sonic Racing. Um, Bobby, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, like you said, it's been quite a while since our last update. Um, I've been saying, like, on Zoom chats that even after it's been a while talking to someone, it, there's never, like, that much new to talk about it seems like because there's nothing to do yeah so like oh my god i haven't talked you could talk to somebody i haven't talked to in three months like what's up <laughs> probably nothing <laughs> yeah because <laughs> and there's certainly been events that have occurred that we felt um you know were definitely mental health related and we did touch on the protest but so many of them i feel like aren't our place to say And, um, you know, it's a difficult time for us to approach people and say, hey, do you want to record a podcast, you know, over the phone to talk about this difficult situation? So we've also just been mindful of there's been a lot going on in a lot of people's lives as well as our own and just kind of the stress of that, you know, not putting out an episode that's, you know, less quality than what you guys deserve or putting out an episode where we're kind of out of our depth. So we've been just, you know, really conscious of that. That's a good thing to qualify because while a lot of people don't have much going on because there's nothing to go do, it is still like a tough time for people. So like between those two things, um, reaching out to get, you know, friends or acquaintances, like good guests on, it's just like, it's a really tough time to be doing that. Yeah. And um, some of the things we're going to be talking about today are actually going to be more positives that have happened in my life. But what we'll be kind of touching on is how, you know, everybody knows life in Corona is different. But um, I'm going to give kind of an inside look to some of those things that are so bizarre that you don't really think about until they happen. Um, And two of the topics I'm going to be talking about today is one, uh, getting a job and starting remotely in uh quarantine and then i'm going to talk about dating in the quarantine space um and then bobby's going to give us some updates on plumbing yeah this is how you know that it's a really bizarre time to be alive because cody has a bunch of good updates and positive stuff that he wants to talk about that i've been able to pull off while (laughs) we're in quarantine and um i'm happy about both these things but i'm still miserable just because the world is the world right now (laughs) You know, fair enough. I'm yeah. sure that the girlfriend that you're about to tell me about is, loves the, how miserable you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I've been very happy. So, yes, I've. this is probably the first time a lot of my friends are hearing. I have a new girlfriend. Um, I don't want to get too much in detail of everything because I didn't run this past her at all. Um, <laughs> and also, it's just, you know, it's still our intimate life. But, you know, I think a lot of people in quarantine kind of turn to um, – dating apps just to kill time and uh 
there was definitely like a zoom we had where like a couple of us like single people were like jokingly saying like oh let's find each other and i remember two of them that were talking about it like we found each other that night and it just became this kind of like philly social media game of like let's find each other on the dating apps but no one was really trying to date each other but there are people that i was like engaging with having conversations with with the known idea that i can't necessarily meet with that person at any like convenient time um coming up but you know, hoping that things would have gotten better later, which they did not, you know, we're in the future. We see it sucks. Um, you know, but it was just like, you know, we were still talking to people, but it, it some of this stuff just peters out because it's just like, it's creature comfort to talk to somebody. So it's like, you talk to somebody for like a day, you could talk to somebody for a week and it's not, it didn't feel like we ghosted each other. If we stopped talking, it just felt like that was just the end of it. And yeah, that's such a weirder way. Because you can't engage in the meat space. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what I mean. Um, <laughs> Which is a but, great word that I love saying. Never makes me feel uncomfortable when I hear it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was just like your tolerance for your own interest in people is just lower because like, you know, if you didn't have a good start, like a good first impression, like always on dating apps, like there's always more options. But then even going past that, it's just like you knew you couldn't necessarily meet with these people. So you weren't highly motivated unless you were a piece of shit that was just trying to break quarantine all the time. Which right. some people were. And I I think early on, some people kind of had the wink and nod or tongue in cheek way of saying like, yeah, I'll break quarantine like once, you know, just to not be crazy for a Tinder hookup. And then as it got more to like the summer months, I feel like now people are like, I don't want to even do that. So my situation is unique, but Bobby, I want to kind of get your perspective on that as someone who's already in a relationship, but has friends who are looking. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like I, I know lots of people that have like met people on the apps who they, um, get married to or date for a long time and they're cool. Um, me and Isabel met on Twitter. We know a bunch of other people that met on Twitter. So like having, having that like initial knowledge of one another um, and getting to know each other is awesome. But like if Isabel lived in Chicago, like we wouldn't be dating. And for most people, literally anyone else besides themselves might as well be living halfway across the country for how often you're going to go out and like actually be able to see them and, you know, kiss yeah. them and have sex with them, you know? Um, yeah. So as far as like people saying, Oh, maybe I'll like break quarantine once to like go get my dick wet or like go get my pussy ate or whatever. Um, I don't think I That's know that. <laughs> I don't think I know that many people that did that, but I think I have a little knowledge of your situation. You've had COVID. Did your girlfriend also have COVID? Like she did. Uh, not okay. only did my girlfriend have COVID and I'm sorry to also just technically broke HIPAA there. Um, but she <laughs> talks about it openly um, because it, it was like a weird situation for her where she had like a vacation to Spain and like, you know, was coming back into the quarantine oh, and God. Spain was flaring up at that time. So they couldn't really avoid it. 
did and nobody knew what we were dealing with yet. Like Americans hadn't heard of the mask and obviously Spain wasn't giving a shit. So like nobody knew like how serious we were going to be. So she had it early and, you know, she was confirmed and I was, you know, I had it pretty early too. And even though mine wasn't confirmed, like we, I've talked about it with you. I've talked about it with other people. I've talked about it on the podcast. Like it, it couldn't have been anything else unless it was like literally something serious that otherwise that I didn't catch. Like, um, but yeah, there, you, there, like the only reason you didn't get it confirmed was because at the time testing wasn't as widely available. Yeah. And the CDC website specifically told me to stay home. Like it said, unless I had life threatening symptoms, I'm because of my age and like my risk, like it wouldn't have been smart for me to go out and like cause a bigger risk or, you know, that's just a code for, we don't have to fucking test. Don't come here. (laughs) Um, But then there was also another important wrinkle to the story though, is that it's going to sound weird, but me and my current girlfriend also worked together, but we didn't really work together. So we worked at the same uh, company but we weren't like really close friends or anything like that. So it wasn't like, Oh my God, we reconnected as like great friends and just picked up where we left off. Like we knew each other a little bit and we just happened to just be catching up as coworkers and then kind of, you know, moved on to something more serious. And I think that again, like that just even some familiar familiarity of like the time before quarantine, like kind of made it easier on us to want to progress anyway. And then, yeah. yeah. And then when it got to like, you know, color yellow and you could start like eating outdoors again, like you're like, okay, we're not going to do that, but we're going to do a date where we meet up. But at the end of the day, we were like, okay, we're both immune. We couldn't resist. We kissed, you know, the romantic thing. We, we, we gave caution to the wind, but again, we were also people that are like, we were alone. Did you lady in the tramp it? Yeah, we totally did that. We got some meatballs. Um, I'm no, also but now just... imagining a guy telling his girlfriend that because it's phase red, they're not allowed to eat out, so he doesn't have to go down on her for three months. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bobby. <laughs> Didn't you miss doing this with me? <laughs> just close it on up. Um, <laughs> both holes. Anywho, uh, there's many. Uh, there's, But I mean, I was just saying like, you know, we we didn't want to break quarantine or anything either, but we we're also two people who live alone in Philadelphia. Um, and we made sure we kind of like, you know, didn't go right from hanging out with each other to go hang out with more people too. It wasn't something like that. It's just like, we've only seen each other in this quarantine now and we're both believing we're immune and we could be wrong. Like, I, I like we both said like, we acknowledge like we're not the smartest, but like, that that's the one thing I have to still hold faith for is that immunity exists. Cause if it doesn't, then we're just all going to be in this fuck cycle forever. Yeah. Um, which give me, give me something, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Pretty it well. was definitely a, a weird situation. And like uh, it, it, I guess it happened like quickly, but at the same time, it's like, you know, one of those things where it's like, the timing of it meant that, you know, we also could go on many dates in a week because she lives close and dates are really just spending time with each other right now. You know, like right. it's not, not that hard to schedule a date. What night are you free? It's like, that's it. <laughs> and it's probably all of them. <laughs> it's it. Yeah. It's most of them. Like, yeah, that's just that state that's dating right now. Interesting. And this is like, 
Facebook a fish? Uh, like, we didn't we didn't put it on Facebook, but I guess it could. I know, be. but I mean, I, like, yeah, but, we, but like title boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah, because I that. asked and she said no. Uh, and no, that's you asked serious. And she said no. <laughs> yeah, that's serious. I asked and she said no, and then four days right. later she said, "You know what? Yeah," and I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, "Really." That story makes her sound worse, but it's it's not like that. It's just like it's just joking. No, she said no. It makes sense in a lot of contexts that I'm not going to give away. Again, intimate details of our own lives and relationships, but like, I don't think she'll mind, and I'll tell her that I like mentioned this. But um, yeah, it's just it, it it like I asked at first, and it was it was kind of like again like a weird time, like do you get in a relationship? Like that wasn't even the reason, but like, you know, that's another consideration. It's like, it's fucking quarantine. Like you're experiencing a relationship quarantine. It's not gonna be the same, but we really enjoyed each other's company. And we said, no, we don't want to, you know, wait until the world right sizes when everything's, you know, fine in our lives. So, um, yeah, I've got a girlfriend now. Damn. Good for you. Yeah. It was, I feel like one day, in the group chat, you started saying, I, I don't know if you want to say that. You started saying this girl's name, and I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> like, should I know who this person is that he's talking about? Um, yeah, I, I, definitely, know that. <laughs> I definitely said in the group chat, I had a girlfriend and said her name, so it was you, just my uh, co-host of the podcast, just completely... You know, Not there's sick. a lot of there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in a group chat on any given day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Mostly bad. Yeah. So the good things just get buried. Um, That's true. So speaking of good things, um, do you want to talk a little bit about starting like a, a new job from the bubble? Or yeah, um, I, I say it's it's definitely a, a good thing because you know right now the I am. I was. I was unemployed. You know, the unemployment market or unemployment, you know, field right now is really bad, and it's like there's no jobs. And I was talking to recruiters that told me there were going to be no jobs, and saying when the world is going to be some job, not going to be jobs, and you know, uh, it was dreadful. And I spent you know a lot of that time twitching. I, I talked about that and how I was like unemployed for about three to four months, just like you know, on Twitch, like insanely, like that's all I was doing. But getting the job was very, you know, exciting and awesome. But it's weird because you're, you know, when you're working from home, it's always a different environment. Yeah. What's it like working from home when you're starting from home? So they had to actually ship me a laptop. And it was a courier service. So I had to one day just wait by my door for a knock. And I got this box and it was like my laptop, like a headset, mouse and like some other stuff. Um, but that's the most bizarre thing that's ever happened. Like your job shipping you like your like starter pack. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about this um, two episodes ago before I like left the shore and before yeah. things started descending even more to hell with uh you know, George yeah. Floyd and the protests and everything like that. Um, because when we did that episode, I think you had had one of your first interviews for this job that same day. And my dad was starting 
a new job from quarantine as well. So they did the same. Like he he had to go ship his uh, old laptop back to his old job and get shipped a new laptop yeah. from his new one. Like it's a lot of a lot of packages getting shipped around. Yeah, and it it just it doesn't really feel like natural to think, oh, my new job's shipping me a laptop, and if I fail that first task, like they're definitely gonna fire me because I lost one of their laptops and I'm being too <laughs> incompetent to get a laptop. Yeah. So how's it been? You know, starting to get acclimated because I started a job two months. Two, yeah, two months before quarantine started and like working from home so i'm not even upset this happened on the podcast so (laughs) we're gonna keep this i'll cut out obviously like a lot of the silence um that was my psych calling me to schedule an appointment um which you know obviously very important i have to answer the phone when he calls there's no other option because this man is 90 years old Playing phone tag with a 90-year-old is pure torture, especially when you know it's connected to your brain and, like, how you get your medication. So, like, literally, I'm recording a podcast about mental health, and I'm like, I got to go because my mental health will be worse if I don't answer this call. So, sorry, Bobby. I, like, I I know I was, like, I tried to mute my mic, and I, like, started talking over you, but I think that's kind of even funnier. But, yeah, so to pick up on your point. When you you said I... I have to pick up on my psych calls. I was like thinking that you meant or else he'd be worried about you. Because <laughs> like, he's old as shit and it's really annoying to deal with. <laughs> well, the, it's like I've I've had this same situation last month where like I had to take a break because I didn't have my new insurance or anything like that. And um, I, I just called him up. He said, call me when you're ready to do another appointment. I was like, great, sure. Um, and then I had to call him over like a week and a half period of like, just trading off phone calls because he won't like do anything through text or anything like that. And he doesn't call at times that make any logical sense. Like right now he just called me at six 30 on a Thursday. He's only in his office Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's so confusing to me. Like how the hell was I expected to like know that call was coming in? (laughs) (laughs) This episode is now the roast of Cody's old ass psych. (laughs) He's great though. No, I go to him for, you know, a very specific reason, but you know, it's neurotica, so I feel like it's it's fair that if the psych interrupts, he, he gets his moment. Um, but I'm sorry to have interrupted you, Bobby, but what uh, were you yeah, saying? No <laughs> um, basically, I was saying I started my job that I have currently two months before quarantine started. And, like, even then, I felt like I was just, like, catching my stride, you know? Like, I, I was just getting in the swing of things and, like, about to... Uh, as Bill Simmons would say, t- uh, take the leap, um, <laughs> at, it, you know, as a business manager <laughs> yeah. for my job. Yeah. I was about to, you know, become something special. Like uh, I was one to watch. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like starting to work from home, like completely fucked up all my momentum for a little while there. So like, I can't imagine having to do it from the very beginning and like establish your momentum f- while working from home and not like getting face to like real like flesh and blood face to face contact with the people that you're working with and and under like what has that been have you been able to develop like any chemistry with the people that you work with um through microsoft teams or whatever you use or like what's it been like 
I, I will say I'm surprised how well the social element hasn't been a barrier. I actually have been easily able to um, connect with people. And I know that part of the reason that they were even um, like doing a, a very long interview process is because they wanted somebody to really fit the team and felt like they could get along with. Um, because I think they, you know, just, just as an overall culture thing, you know, just to, you know, have a team that you're, you really feel like gels. Um, and I was, you know, very, you know, I, I got the job, so I must've done well in the interviews. So like, you know, to toot my own horn, but you know, I've made chemistry with people I have met now on the job, like for just one-off things and stuff like that. I found that it's, it's awkward, but it's easy. Um, because it's just, you know, after like a minute or two, you forget you're on WebEx. You're just talking to another person. Um, you can see their face, you know, you can like, you know, pick up on their facial expressions like that. Where the difficulty I think really lies for me. And I think where you were kind of hinting at with, with momentum is that, you know, when you start a new job, there's a lot of just like those first two weeks, nothing is really supposed to be like expected of you. Like they're very hard too, because you're trying to take in a lot of information. You, you probably, you know, like doubt yourself like 45 times of like, Oh crap, is this a job I can do? Like, that kind of thing. But then, you know, I'm now in week three to four where it's like, if I'm sitting there, I'm like, Oh, should I be doing something of like, you know, trying to explore this thing and read this? Uh, Cause there's no opportunity to really like sit at someone's desk and shadow them while they do a job. It's like, they have to really use their time very strategically to either, you know, shadow me. So it doesn't slow them down um, even more because it is very much slower to, you know, share it something via like, you know, whatever video service you use than to just show somebody on a screen right next to you. So it's just like everything is just stretched out longer. And with the Corona effect of time feeling like forever, I've been working this job for about 12 years now and I don't know how to do anything. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's the worst thing. Like, you were like kind of getting at it. Like the, one of the worst things about starting a new job is like you said, there's so much to take in and there's so little you can do. And so that means that if there's any downtime, you're just like sitting there feeling completely useless. Like, yeah, man, they brought me in to do this and uh, you know, <laughs> I can't yet. And it's like, they, they, they know that, but that, that doesn't mean that the time doesn't like fucking drag as you just like twiddle, like stick your thumb up your ass and like, yeah. And it's funny. It's like, even as we're like socialist anti-capitalistic guys, like we're not the kind of guys like to sit around though. Like I much rather just like have something to do, but again, no. like, and sorry, it, you go ahead and then I'll make my point. Well, it gets into this like kind of like funny effect that like if you're stagnant for too long, then somebody finally gives you something, you're like, oh, what the hell? Like <laughs> that's just a compared to everybody thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you mentioned us being like socialists, like lefty guys, and like talking about like being so gung ho to do like cre create value for our overseers and bosses, like yeah. that. Like that attitude that we have and that like probably most of the people that we know have is kind of what actually makes me like confident that a leftist worldview can actually work because I've, I've been saying this kind of since the beginning of quarantine. You know how Republicans are so concerned about 
people not wanting to go back to work because they're getting like good unemployment benefits right now. Yeah. Which is like meant to make people not have to go to work so that people don't get sick. But then there's like a whole AstroTurf, like let us go back to work thing, which is actually just like people that own businesses wanting to force their people off unemployment so that they can come back and make them money. But I, I, I feel like that Republicans think that, people that don't have jobs or people that don't have a lot of money, they think that they're all Frank Gallagher from Shameless. Like they just want to scam yeah. the system at every, at every turn and like find, like go to any length to be lazy and not work um, and yeah. still like get by. And I don't think that that's true. Like I know a lot of people that are on unemployment right now and all of them to a one would much rather have the security of a job then be then continue getting the unemployment and i think that the fact that we're going into work for the first two weeks like wanting to do stuff when we don't even know how to do anything that gives me like confidence that under a different system people wouldn't just be lazy people like would band together and like do the work that's necessary for a society to function and thrive so i'm I know this is like a little bit of a tangent, but I'm I am glad that you mentioned that. Well, no, because uh, I'm glad you mentioned it too, because I actually was thinking about the Frank Gallagher like view in the exact same light uh, recently, just from like some family stuff that I was like talking about. Because I mean, I've talked about in the podcast, like you know, at times we were collecting you know food stamps, and I was on Medicaid, and I just collected unemployment. So there's been times in my life that I've had to rely on the system, but you know, I'm not the kind of person who's ever wanted to rely on anybody but myself. Like I've always wanted to be, you know, self-sufficient and stuff like that and work my way out of those things. And when you're in those things and you're looking around at the other people or the office that you're applying at, they're not having any fun either. Like it's not a jamboree. Nobody's going into the fucking welfare office and getting like, couple grand and walking out it's not a fucking bank it's a bunch of people fighting for what they can do to stay alive and uh i i do think that that view is a little busted but i'm not even trying to fight that view anymore i i really am trying to fight that system and you know really reconnect reality i mean a lot of the data you know and, and such and uh other nerdy things that i don't actually know because i'm a dumb shit um bobby's better at that stuff he could do a politics podcast. I can't. I thought this podcast would be screaming at 14 specific people to piss me off that week. And all of that would be in politics. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, so you're finding that getting your bearings is, like, basically okay as far as, like, falling into the group and finding your place in the um yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to say office hierarchy, but like in the social circles of the office or such yeah. as they exist in an office. Yeah, and I think there, there's already been a joke going around about second first day for everybody who started remotely, you know, because it really is going to feel like a second first day, but it's going to feel like a first day to, I think, everybody that goes back, um, especially my company is going to be going back uh, later because... We're just in a field that <laughs> understands that what coronavirus uh, shouldn't be fucked with. Um, so we're definitely probably, I, I think it's beneficial now, but I, I could be wrong that 2020, we are working from home till the end. And you've already said that you're working from home till 
through 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that'll be the case for us as well. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned the second first day thing because uh, I was just on a like Microsoft Teams happy hour thing with some people from work, and they were talking about something that they did in like a, another city's office where they had like a superlatives type thing. One of them was best dressed. And I was just saying, like, I don't think anyone's best dressed right now. I think we're just wearing sweatpants. <laughs> and one girl was like, I'm, I, I'm like, I'm not going shopping until I know what season we're coming back. <laughs> and another girl was like, oh, the first month I got some fucking outfit concepts. Like, you better believe that first month I'm going to be fucking dressing, looking amazing. I was like, that's, that is so first day of school. <laughs> like, get your new yeah. five star, like, your new five-star notebooks and folders <laughs> yeah. and and then like your freshest sneakers and like all, all the new stuff to make your next first impression on all the fly honeys and fellas. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, you know, everybody's starting a new jobs unique. So I'll probably always worry a little bit more that I'm not doing enough or something like that. But like, even just like that, you know, that difference of sit, sitting near someone or like be, having a desk near someone and be able to like, like poke your head and be like, Hey, can you help me with this? Versus pigging someone like, Hey, I know that you gave me these detailed instructions over the video. Uh, but can you give me some more detailed instructions over video? <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you share your screen and uh, maybe just do it so that I can yeah, see you do it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the closest thing that you could get to shadowing right now is just having yeah. someone like just watching someone screen share for eight straight hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then they forget that you're on there and they start like jacking off to porn on, on, their, on the company laptop, checking well, Twitter. Like another thing. It's just like, there are times where it's just like you're not on any kind of video. You're not on any kind of like call. And it's not like I'm going to go and do anything like sexual or crazy or something like that. But I will stop paying attention sometimes. And like, or I'll like, you know, go to the bathroom and kind of forget where I am because I'm in my fucking home. Like it's not <laughs> my place of focus. It's my place of spacing out. Like it's completely different. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's new for newer for me than it is for you where I'm sure like you've probably a lot more used to it, but probably still have the same, you know, moments. Yeah, there. The last couple of weeks, I've like really haven't been on top of my game. Um, just, it's way easier, I think, to fall into an unproductive rut at home than it is in an office. And so I'm really actively fighting that right now. And like the this week, I've been like knocking shit out and a rock star. But for a couple of weeks there, I was I just completely lost it and had to like fight to get my focus back and like even that momentum that I was a that little bit of momentum that I had managed to get back I feel like I lost it like so I think I need to get uh back on ADD meds cuz I think that would really help and trying to give myself structure yeah I think structure structure has been big for me and that's what everybody's lost is like we're all disrupted in our schedule and that was a big thing for me where I was not eating right and uh, I was I was making sure I was eating, but um, right before I started my new job, because of stress, I was up to three Pepsi's a day. 
And that sometimes got replaced with two Pepsis and a Red Bull or two Red Bulls and a Pepsi. And like anybody listening to that is already probably like, holy fuck. I once told someone I'm on Clonopin and they're like, oh yeah, I use that to sleep. I'm like, yeah, I take it four times a day. And they're like, holy shit, how do you not fall asleep? Like, you know, it's weird when you're like putting shit into your body that's probably fucking it up versus the stuff that is making it better and it's like fuck man like I feel like a failure just because i like soda so much it's the only thing i enjoy during quarantine like and then oh, I dude i want to soda so bad right now i, I had some mcdonald's around the block for me it was open so i could go oh. just, get a, just get a coke from the fountain i had the i had the worst monday i i should just say that it's like i'm i'm the consequences of my own actions if you want to know what it's like to treat your body completely like shit um what you should do is get some chipotle during one of the hottest days of the year and don't drink water for the entire three-day weekend that you ordered it during um just drink all soda and, and red bull and um make sure before you go to bed to not even drink anything just go straight to sleep pass out um you may wake up seven hours later uh and puke uh like i did monday of this week I wasn't drinking. I wasn't drunk at all. <laughs> Jesus. I was just Sounds dehydrated bad. in Chipotle, which don't go together. So drink your water. God, I love Chipotle. Me too, but it's such a horrible thing. <laughs> I know. I've been trying to make my own stuff instead of going. Like we haven't we got an instant pot like a year and a half ago and I just started using it. So I made like three pounds of pulled pork, so now everything that I have is <laughs> Everything that I eat is pulled pork because we have so fucking much of it, and Isabel's not eating any of it. So I'm just having like, you know, two quesadillas a day. <laughs> nice. But that's even like another thing like food. Like, I haven't grocery shopped in a while, and every once in a while I still get freshly the the meal service that just like are prepared meals. Like, yeah, heat and eat. Yeah, and I started to hate it. Um, if you guys sponsor us, I'll change my mind. Um, I, I just started getting sick of them. Like, they're fucking microwave meals. Like, they're better microwave meals, but they're microwave meals. Um, so yeah, it's got them for a couple weeks and didn't like them. I'm just done with so. them. Um, but, like, I was doing that for a bit, but then there was just a while I just wasn't ordering that or any groceries. And I swear to God, in the month of June, I ordered out so much. But, like... I spent less on all my budget because I didn't spend any money on doing anything else that I would generally do. Like there was no video games that really came out that I wanted. And then that's why like towards the end, I bought like a new processor for my computer, but like I didn't like buy any clothes. I didn't buy any tickets, anything. I didn't buy any Sixers gear. I didn't need, which like are completely like things I can do. There's, a few events I can buy tickets to, but like I can still buy like memorabilia and items, like in clothing. But did you get a fat refund from the Sixers? Uh, no, <laughs> they ah, just that are, sucks. they just apply it to next year's payments, though, which is funny uh, because who knows yeah. when that season will start? Because that season start not it just would have been <laughs> it just would have been sick to get like a windfall of like a couple thousand bucks. Well, I, I did get a couple of things like um, my landlord and I found out this in Pennsylvania law. So if you're listening to this, here's your free Pennsylvania law advice. Um, but I'm not a lawyer, so don't sue me for giving you bad advice. Um, apparently, if you ever sign a 13 month lease, your uh, 
your landlord can't hold first and last month rent. They can only run hold first in security. Hmm. Um, but if you renew your lease in the uh, state of Pennsylvania, as I know it, uh, and Philadelphia, I would hope, um, they're supposed to return last month's rent to you if you renew. And most landlords don't. Hmm. They're like legally not allowed to hold last months when you renew. Fuck, we so, just redid. Yeah, so you might want to look into that because I could be wrong because I feel like that would have been like a bigger shared thing. But when I looked into why I was even getting one, like I found out the 13 month lease thing was like real, but I found out that it might, it's like a newer law that they're not supposed to hold like three months worth of rent if somebody's staying there for like 24 months concurrently. Interesting. So look into that. I'll look, yeah, I'll look I'll look into that, but don't yell at anybody like... to look into it. <laughs> Cody yeah. did not give you legal advice. <laughs> I I will look into that, but I feel like it's probably better to just have it paid off when the time comes when you're having to give another landlord first month first less and security deposit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz then you don't have to have fucking 4 months of rent uh cash I... on hand. I just hate the concept of last month's rent just because they don't even use it for last month's rent. <laughs> they they still give it back to you. And I'm like, what the fuck's the point? Don't call it that. Just say the security deposit's like bigger. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> fucking threat. It's just so stupid. Ugh. But yeah, yeah, I mean it it's it's really just, you know, a weird time because I've got so many friends. We've got so many friends, you know, like Full stop. We're just bragging about how many friends we have. We got friends. <laughs> Anybody else got friends? <laughs> Come to our new podcast. Talk about friends. As how many of us friends. have them? Um, but no, we've got so many friends like across the spectrum of just like what, everything that happened. And like, you know, for me, when I went through uh, unemployment, it wasn't necessarily a negative time for me because I was using some of that creative energy I had, but I feel like I just cut off from people in terms of just talking about things. And a lot of us do that. So it's, it, it just makes me like scared of just like, you know, when things like small things happen that have like nothing to do with me, but like could like upset a friend that, um, you know, is going through this shit right now. Like I think about it even more like it, you know, it's, you know, I have the empathy and sympathy for my friends, but like even, even now it's just like, anybody got laid off. I don't want a single bad thing to happen to them. And I know I can't stop that. And it's like a really bad way to like, think about my day. And that's, that gets me down too. Yeah. Um, it's just so like, everything's so weird. Like people's, people's entire industry, like that they live in is in, or that they work in is in flux all of a sudden. Like how could they have known that when they were in college? Like, and yeah. maybe made a more informed decision. Like, I don't know. It's just fucking with everyone. I think I, my whole personality has changed from this. Like, I just, like, I really stopped caring about, like, certain things that were really small because I realized how small they were or they were just mundane and they just kept being the same thing over and over. And then there was other things that I was just like, cared about too much because it's just like what the fuck else am i gonna do other than hyper fixate on shit right now (laughs) yeah that's true yeah i think that like 
that's it's been a good thing in a little bit of a way because like I don't think that the protests and like the George the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and everything I kind of feel like it wouldn't have gotten as much momentum as it did if people one weren't desperate to get out of the house and two had the normal amount of things to think about rather than just like here's here's the two things oh look at that let me look more into this like oh i i get it now and like i care now yeah that's definitely possible and i think that people definitely did do research of like things they didn't know about yeah like this didn't happen when philando castile got murdered i think that was also in minneapolis wasn't it but like people like there wasn't and like I've said before, like I think Ferguson and all that stuff primed us to get here. But I think that the extenuating circumstances forced people to pay attention or not pay attention to anything because there's nothing else to pay attention to besides that stuff right now. Well, at yeah. least for that couple of weeks before when there was actually like destruction going on and people had to pay attention. Now there's peaceful marches, which is great, but people don't have to pay attention. So it's not in the news anymore. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I want to play devil's advocate to some degree and say I, I'd hope that this change would have came regardless of Corona. But I definitely agree with you that, you know, when you have a little bit more time to focus, like, I mean, I became more like you, you remember, like, I mean, the politics channel, like the, of our discord, just like hyper calling like senators to piss them off and shit. <laughs> like, but I was like always yeah. talking about something legitimate and they would just never take my time. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, well, it's because well, it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. See, that was, you didn't have a job at the time for most of that. So like, yeah. you had the time and like, the ability to focus on it and look into it in the ways that now everyone does because they're working from home and they have an extra two hours where they're not commuting and, you know, maybe doing yeah. a little bit less or like they don't have to do the charade of, you know, not yeah. skimming news websites during the day or whatever. I just I guess that gives like a little I mean, I don't want to give a pass to the people that should have known before. Like now is not the time to find out. The time to find out was Philando Castillo was Ferguson. It was it was Rodney King. I mean, that was the generation before us. Like, like they didn't, they didn't bring it home. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no excuse for not paying attention before and knowing more before, but I'm, this is just a situation where I'm not going to let perfect be the enemy of good, you know? Yeah. You're paying attention now. And as long as you continue to, and keep working f- for the things that, we're working for and you know you can't pay attention to this stuff and come away like anything but a socialist really yeah in my opinion (laughs) maybe a libertarian but then you're like a psycho anyway so there's no saving you to begin with yeah and i i think right now so so, i think right now even like the racial tension like where it's at like we know for a fact even in the past century this isn't the worst it's been in this country to any degree so like you know, to now be feeling like, you know, it's not just a minority group, it's a majority movement now, too. And white guys like us, yeah, we're a part of it. But that's kind of what it's supposed to be that like, you know, if we're gonna all do this, we all have to fucking stop 
letting people say shitty stuff. Like it just it, like I, I get in fights with my dad a lot. He says, you know, like let everybody have their opinion, but it's just like being really shitty to other people's races or religions and shit like that. Even though I don't like religion, like it's just shitty. And I just, I don't know. I, I guess that's the thing in me though. It's just, it gets, it's really hard to be in uh quarantine and really think about all the things that, you know, we're going through and think like, Hey, do does my voice, you know, uh, to help change these things? Like, do they matter or am I like in the way, like things like that. And it just, it's a really weird time to think about your place in the entire world. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I forget if I said this before. Yeah, I think I did about how like, there's no collective action without a bunch of individual action. So you ponder your place in the world and the universe, and you're probably mostly insignificant to history, but you can be part of something and you can be the best that you can be. And that's really all you can do. You're not, you're most likely not Napoleon. So (laughs) you just have to try your best. Yeah. And I I think that's kind of the thing for me though, is just, when I do get down of like on myself, cause I, I just, I get down on myself mostly about just getting too like angry and worked up about, you know, things online and angering people that I might be old friends with. But I just remember like the things I'm arguing for don't like really have like a, a gray area. It's like, it's like dividing line in the sand. And I think these protests have been, I'd say since I've been alive and that's kind of what I was alluding to before, like is the most I've, like felt the divisiveness, like even with the Trump presidency, like it started to feel like it, but the really like people who, you know, all of a sudden are posting like, yeah, like let's give our cops, you know, like some recognition. And it's like right away, you know, like, you know where they stand. Like even when Trump got elected, (laughs) people that just seemed very confused and stupid. And now it's like, nope, that's, that's their, that's their moment to pick and choose and tell you if they're racist or not. Yep. Let's give our cops some love. No, nope, you're yeah. a bad person. That's yes. very good to know. <laughs> I'm going to give you infinitely yeah. less love. <laughs> yeah, I have in the last, like even before quarantine started a little bit, but definitely since then, I've gotten to the point where I, I just don't really argue with people anymore. If I'm there, like if I'm having a conversation with someone and it gets a little heated, that's one thing. But for the most part, most people aren't going to change their mind. Yeah. I'm not so, going long. Threat so I'm today. like, there's, there's no, there's no reason for me to, if you're saying like, Oh, this is all China's fault. Like I'm not, you're, you're going to believe that because I can make as many good points as I want. And you're going to go find an article that's probably wrong and read that. And you're going to believe that. Cause it's what you want to believe. Like no one, people don't generally believe anything except what they want to believe. I don't think. So just, you know, yeah. the, the way to make your life a little less annoying is by just not, not by not bothering. Like you're a bad person. <laughs> I, I can't change that about you. So yeah, fuck cool. off. <laughs> Let's, we can talk about football if you want, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not, I'm not I don't know if we can about, anymore. Uh, I don't I'm not going to talk about politics with you because you're a dipshit and I don't care what you think. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I think it's also a thing to know. It's like as humans and where we are in society in America, I, I'd say most of us are bad. <laughs> Sorry. 
but they're definitely worse people and we need to stop them and that's the dividing line like yeah just because you're a little like like loud mouth doesn't make you a like morally bad person you know and i think there's there is some people who like they're like well why did this person use a name they're name calling me they're they they're the bad guy and i'm like well they called you a piece of shit because you said like it's okay to kill black people so. yeah they called you a turf because you're a turf yeah. Shouts to JK. <laughs> yeah. Giuseppe Shomboli. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Shout out my girl Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just been a lot and everybody's brain's breaking and the celebrities are letting themselves melt onto the <laughs> like pavement. Yeah. People are uh, up in arms about cancel culture again, which is just like not a thing. Yeah. That exists. Yes. <laughs> There's no such thing as get this people don't get Getting canceled is not a thing that has any effect on anyone except like Kevin Spacey. Like, uh, it's not being it's not being canceled for people to point out that you've said and done shitty things. It's just people becoming aware of shitty things. It doesn't mean you're canceled. Yeah, and the fact that the fact that that's like come back as a thing is really disheartening. Like the fact yeah. that so much focus in the news and, and editorial pages and stuff is about cancel culture and statues and not about defunding the police it's just like sucks so much ass it makes me feel really bad well i even talked about this like nobody can cancel anybody else because the thing is let's draw the whole analogy out if you cancel a tv show that means i won't run your tv show anymore i can't say i cancel you by using things you did and putting it into the public and then all those people who used to support you decide i no longer want to support you and leave and then you say you canceled me. Nice. That's just the free market, baby. <laughs> yeah. I I told them who you are. I showed you, baby. Yeah. I don't know. Can't it's so fucking stupid. People that people that like get mad about cancel culture are the dumbest pieces of shit like on yeah. the entire face of the planet. Do do sometimes people get called out for things that like maybe aren't that bad? Yeah. Um or do people not Except that people can grow, and who you are when you did or said that isn't who you are anymore. Like, yeah, that is a little bit annoying, but I don't know. If, if cancel culture was an actual thing and it actually had like a real effect on making people not famous and influential anymore, yeah, I don't, I, it, it would be way more of a conversation worth having. And just like when um, protesters like tore down the statue of Ulysses S. Grant. Like, I wasn't totally with that. Um, I think he married into a slaveholding family, ha- held a slave for a year, and then freed him. Like, all right, you should have freed him day one. Um, <laughs> but I- I'm still not really like you are still the leader of the union um, during the Civil War, and like prosecuted the KKK as president and stuff like that. Like, generally a good guy, but. I'm perfectly willing to sacrifice a couple statues of a good guy if it means that all the statues of a bad of bad guys come down. Like that's just collateral damage. It, it sucks, but it'll happen sometimes. Also, it's just a statue, so who really gives a fuck at all? Here, here's what I wrote on Twitter, and nobody liked it because nobody likes any of my tweets. Uh, no, I'm not. Well, it. you have like six followers I, now. I know. To be fair, I know. <laughs> but I, I wrote like. Putting up a statue is like your city's version of getting someone's name tattooed on them. Because, like, 
you're just leaving the risk that that person's going to get canceled. You're wasting money to create some effigy to somebody. But here's what I say back to you, Bobby, Ulysses S. Grant. Maybe we shouldn't have tore it down. I still don't give a shit about Ulysses S. Grant. And the whole thing is we can find out he's the greatest man in the world or find out he's the biggest shithead. Like, what does a statue do for us? And my dad, like, he tried to say, oh, I really enjoyed going through, you know, some of these Southern countries and stuff and seeing a lot of like the Southern monuments and stuff like that and, because it's our history. And I'm like, yeah, but like, he's like, well, what? we're going to forget that. And I'm like, we're not going to forget that. We'll never forget. We had a civil war. It will always be detailed. Like to the strongest, there's probably 85,000 civil war books that go a hundred percent further than any civil war book should. And like, you can read anything you want about anybody and how detailed it was it does nothing for us to leave up a monument of anybody because you're going to always find like fucked up shit in the past. And I feel like people yeah. who didn't get canceled when they should have got canceled or whatever, it's not supposed to be like vindictive, but like, like some of my favorite comedians from the past, I found out they were horrible people. I'm not talking about Louis CK today where it's easy to stop listening to him. I'm talking about like Richard Pryor and finding out how much he beat his wife like that hurt. Yeah. And then you stop listening to Richard Pryor and it's just like, there's other comedians, though. I gotta move on. Yeah, like, I'm... I guess I'm, like, more cool or in favor of putting up statues than you are, because... I just don't... Like, it, I, I think it's a cool way to honor people. Well, you went to Penn State, so you're invalidated. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was in favor of taking that statue down. But what it's about like, the tiger? That fucking... Or panther, or whatever it is. Lion? The Nittany Lion? <laughs> so many girls take pictures with it. All over Tinder. They sure do. I'm in a relationship now. But, I don't care, but <laughs> just the the thing that makes me more annoyed about it than anything else is people want to honor Christopher Columbus. He's an enormous piece of shit. Like, take a statue down. That's great. And then they say, like your dad apparently said, like, well, that's our history. How are you going to learn history? It's like. Why are you acting like you don't know what a statue is? <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, I know. I, I've known you for my entire life. I know that you know what a statue is. Like <laughs> that the purpose of a statue is to honor someone. It's not, it's not a museum. And you like, I, I think I said this before. Like if you think that we're going to not learn history because we're taking statues down, then you should have to raise your kid and only have them learn by taking them to see statues. <laughs> like they're not, they're not allowed to read textbooks. <laughs> oh no! Like, it's actually- what is, a, a, a statue isn't a history lesson. A statue is a way to honor someone. Like if a statue was a history lesson, then yeah, keep it up. But that's not what a statue has been for the entire history of statues existing. So shut the fuck up. Oh no! We and actually- also like <laughs> and also it's like existed in statue. <laughs> yeah. And it's like uh, we're not going to learn our history. Like no, we're we're still going to teach about Christopher Columbus. We just want to also teach about the bad things so actually we're, we're learning more history better and more detailed history <laughs> yeah and i just think it's like i i can't get past this nationalism we have that's so hilarious but at the same time depressing because my dad he even said i hate this like blue lives matter flag you know like that was his only way to like bridge the gap and me being like yeah all the cops are corrupt and need to go like he's like yeah, i hate this blue lives matter flag there's only one american flag and it's red, white, and blue. And then, like, a week later, they took the Confederate flag out of NASCAR. And he goes, I don't understand why they did that. And I'm like, what? 
Like, <laughs> remember the <laughs> thing that you said? <laughs> I'm imagining um when Dewey Cox like <laughs> says that he's gonna stop doing drugs and then he uh, <laughs> hugs. What's the actress's name? Um, Pam from the office. Jenna Fisher. And <laughs> yeah, Jenna Fisher, and he like put something in his mouth. She's like, "What was that?" <laughs> it's like nothing. It's like, Dewey, you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they taking this flag out? You just said. You just, you just said. <laughs> the thing about how there's one flag. Yeah, and it's I like mean, five we, seconds ago, we <laughs> talked about it in depth. I mean, it's like <laughs> it actually it's way more cowardly to support the um, Confederate flag than the Blue Lives Matter flag, and that's not a controversial opinion. I'm trying to start. The point I'm just trying to make is these are guys that try to leave America and were huge losers. So like. At least the cops are American. Like, what the fuck? Like, my dad makes so- no sense. <laughs> Can you imagine how cool a secession movement from America would be if it was for anything else except slavery? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it would be so cool. And they think the one thing that sucked ass. That that's what somebody said to me. Is like, ah oh, man, I wish those states could have stayed. And I was like, but the slaves. Like, but we'll go get them. I'm like. So you wanted to just keep the Civil War going till they were all dead? I don't know what the questions or answers are anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of uh, just defeating them and reuniting the country, we want them to stay a separate country. And <laughs> yeah. Do, uh, five million rescue missions. Yeah. Until we have all the slaves back, back where they belong in the good old us of a well the good news is i read in a lincoln statue that he actually um definitely wanted to just free the slaves that was his number one mission um i wrote that on a lincoln statue that i created um so that's history and that's definitely how it went down um but yeah yeah (laughs) it kind of sucks that lincoln was like a white (laughs) pan-africanist it's like yeah what if they just uh all went back to africa we can ship them back and people have to be like no we're not going to do that. What no, we kind of brought them here. Uh, they live here now. Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> I was like, wow, yeah. so they called me Lincoln a piece of shit. It's like, like somebody said some shit. Yeah, like, oh, you're doing cancel culture on Abe Lincoln now. Like, Not not on Abe Lincoln as a whole, but just on the, the thing where he wanted to ship slaves back to Africa. Like, we can, I think it's fine to criticize that. <laughs> What, like, what hit is Abe Lincoln gonna take on his legacy because of me and you on a podcast and how we're in? Probably <laughs> like, I think all the Abe Lincoln's, Lincoln supporters have already turned off the podcast at this point. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I like Lincoln. Let let let, let history like, go. I like what I'm on did. his side. I'm, I'm, I'm pro, pro. I'm pro the abolition of slavery and the ending and of the Civil War, but. uh you know, everyone makes mistakes and has shitty views, especially back then. So it's it's not it's, it's kind of his fault for thinking that, and it's kind of good to know that he thought that, so that we don't deify him like we do with the founding fathers, because that just leads to people being stupid and ill-informed and worshiping like a shitty document that was written about governing 250 years ago and not now. Yeah. I like to always think of it as just like I'm Mac from It's Always Sunny whenever we think about our forefathers. I'm like, the forefathers were a bitch sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, so much wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
Sometimes forefathers are a liar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think we've touched on a lot of subjects today, and it was nice to just get back to, you know, the old neurotica way. And, uh, you know, I, I can't promise that we're going to get back to weekly because, again, we might not have something we feel that's, you know, worth bringing to you guys that makes sense. We'll definitely do our best to, you know, research subjects that we think are interesting or reach out to people we feel are comfortable to still talk right now. But we just wanted, you know, that we really still care about you guys. Yeah. We're not going to go anywhere in the long term. And we definitely uh, just want everybody to be safe and uh, feel okay out there. And you can still reach out to us and talk to us. We're people too. Um, so if, even if the podcast doesn't get re- released the same schedule during this quarantine, it doesn't mean that it's an abandoned project. It just means that we don't want to bring you something less than quality. It's got to be quality yeah. on my end or no fucking deal. <laughs> Tune in to our next episode where we have uh, former leader of the Third Reich, Abraham, or, uh, Adolf Lincoln. Wait, <laughs> Adolf Hitler on to talk about fantasy wide receivers for the Great, NFL. Awesome. <laughs> you couldn't even get Adolf Hitler out. <laughs> Adolf Lincoln. That's what I really think about that guy. It's <laughs> a fucking like Rick and Morty joke, dude. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a name that I say out loud that often. I stumbled over it. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm not going to apologize for not saying the name Hitler that much. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure there's literally like a Rick and Morty character called like Abe Loff Linkler. <laughs> like... I'm Pickle Dolph. <laughs> no, I'm not allowed to laugh at that. That's so dumb. <laughs> you are the worst. Uh, let's do plug. God. What do you need to plug? <laughs> um... I don't know. I guess the blog that I wrote at the very beginning of the um, protests is still relevant uh, about how, you know, saying, acknowledging that you have white privilege is not enough. You have to actually put your money where your mouth is and put your action where your mouth is. So uh, I guess that'll be my plug. What about you, Cody? Um, I will be plugging my Twitch again. Um, still don't have like a really set schedule because I'm still feeling out my new job, but um, still currently very active. Uh, so twitch.tv slash code ran. Um, and then also I just want to plug that, um, you know, we did have a uh, pride month that just passed. And I know that with the protests a little bit, uh, there has been, you know, a little bit of overlap with Pride. So Twitch themselves actually um, extended this one program that I believe it ends next week, where if you do any kind of support, such as uh, subbing, gift subbing, or donating of at least 300 bits, um, and it does not need to be to me, it can be your favorite, but they will um, donate 10 cents for every one of these activities, up to um, 300,000, I believe, to each charity. And there's two charities one supports, um, I believe, the the Black Coalition, where another one is called the Trevor Project, which is about uh, Black trans um, uh, teens, I believe. I think it's actually like younger Black trans. Uh, oh, hell so, yeah. So I might be getting some of those details wrong because I just haven't read that page in a while, but I know the charities are awesome and that it's a really cool way to do things. So you don't have any pressure to come to my page and send me, but if you get a chance in the next, I mean, I know this episode's probably going to, you know, come out and you only have a few days left, but if you can squeeze it in, just a cool way to do it. But if you can't, you know, just try to, you know, help any way you can to those uh, in need right now. If you are more fortunate, um, there's a lot of people who are, you know, missing rent payments. It could be homeless soon. 
to be hungry. Uh, there are people who are still helping the Black Lives Matter movement to keep pushing it forward. So there's definitely ways to donate there. I don't have a lot of like specific ones I want to push just right now, but you know, there's so many different ways that during the, either this, you know, COVID situation or the black lives matter movement, there's so many ways that we can help even from home. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'll definitely do that. And we'll try to remember to uh, put a link in the show description. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I think that's all from us for today. And then we'll definitely uh, try to connect soon and give you some more fresh content. Maybe some bad things will happen to me and then we'll have some more things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll try to do a uh, Neurotica Warzone Twitch stream as well. <laughs> yeah. We got to definitely get back to the Twitch with uh, Neurotica. So we'll uh, tweet out whenever that happens. But otherwise, Bobby, what's the last word of the podcast? Um, Hitler. No, not that one. Okay. Um, goodbye. Yeah, that works. Bye. <laughs>